football cards 24 7 365 that's what we do here on the football card quest his name is andy my name is carter we are one day closer to the nfl draft and our general question we started off at the beginning of every episode are you still participating in breaks andy I'm going to throw that question to you, my friend. Oh, man. No, I'm not, man. I can't do it. I was burned so bad the first time. Spent $150 back when 2020 Select came out. Got one team, the Philadelphia Eagles, was after Jalen Hurts uh, or a variety of other players. But I got a veteran Carson Wentz card. One card. Mm. That was it. One card out of a $150 break. And it was a veteran uh, card. Uh, Carson Wentz, that's, yeah, it's worth a dollar. You know what I'm saying? So, I know. I was burned for life, man. I said, I'll never do a break again. <laughs> I focus mm. on singles because I get the cards that I want at the prices I want. Yeah, I think breaks were better when the hobby was at its peak in 2020. But now people are just so selective with their singles market buying that the cards that you get from the break obviously won't be something that everybody's going to want to buy and once you get it do you just 99 cent auction it right when you receive it that's the big thing you really got to answer that question what is my goal from this break is it a random team break or is it a break where i'm paying a premium for a certain team because i want a Bengals burrow card or i want a Bengals chase card so there's so many different versions of breaks and for those that don't know what that is you buy in with a breaker and you wish for the best. Um, it's just not for me. And Chad makes a really good point here, Chad, in every one of our live streams. I want to shout him out. Also, a little bit later, we're going to be ripping a hobby box live for our guy, Derek Richard. But Chad brings up the COVID lockdown made breaks that much more fun, right? There wasn't sports gambling happening there wasn't sports happening nobody was really doing anything and it gave you a sense of community but now that everybody's able to go to card shows and we're so much smarter about cards andy i do think breaking overall has cooled off yeah i think it's i think it's cooled off because it's not it, it's not just like uh, not people not being able to get out right but it's also like um, as the hobbies kind of naturally evolved and people have gotten smarter within the market they're understanding that Panini is trying to um, make as much money as they possibly can, you know, in this in, through this gold rush. And they've actually diluted a lot of the major products and the major sets. And so, you know, your hit rate's not quite as good. And then when you do uh, when you do hit a card, there's so many super common inserts. They might look cool, like the tidal wave, you know, or the glass break, you know, or the. Uh, the, the the breakthroughs and stuff like all these really common inserts, but they're just not worth anything because they're super common. They've not only it's not a rare insert. It's you know, they've got 15 different parallels of it. And it's you literally will get one of those out of every other pack. I also think breaks are valuable if you're doing it right when the product is released. Right. Because you'll receive the card when there's not going to be as much of the card that's out there now. Here's a good thing, though. If you do get into a hobby break and you do get the Pittsburgh Steelers and you do pull the gold Kenny Pickett number to 10, well, for whatever that amount for you to get into that break, you obviously multiplied that by at least five. But 
once again, those hits are very, very rare. Something else, Andy, I hate it when breaks fill eBay. I don't know why people do breaks through eBay, but to each their own. Also, um, I see a lot of breakers have hobby prices way too high where, I mean, they are netting $1,000 profit and people are just buying into the break uh, because they don't know any better. So I would always be very cautious of what they are charging per team in a pick your team break. And look, it's a good way to get people that don't really know what they're doing per se to pay way too much for exactly what you said, Andy, to get one Carson Wentz card. Yeah, or, or like this seller right here. They're doing hobby box breaks where they're selling off individual players. <laughs> so you're not even guaranteed to get a card, especially of a veteran uh, player like Antonio Gates, Barry Sanders, Andre Johnson. Like, I mean, people are going to pay 5 to 10 bucks and maybe get a shot at pulling one of those veteran uh, Hall of Fame, uh, maybe autographed or something like that. But that's rare, man. That's not going to happen very often. So these breakers, this is all going to be profit most and, and mo mostly, you know, they're – uh, they're probably not even going to pull one of these Hall of Fame players out of their their box, you know. So, or if they do, it's going to be a dollar card, you know. Like in a lot of cases, like uh, Amon Rice St. Brown out of 2022 Prism. This is a second year Prism card, unless it's insanely rare, it's just not going to be worth anything, right? He's still on the Detroit Lions. Everybody's going to be after his rookie product because it's still so new, you know. So it's like going after a second year card of a guy like that. It's got to be insanely rare. Case hit. Super low serial numbered uh, veteran autograph. Other than that, it's just all going to be something found in a dollar bin. Yes, sir. So we're getting a lot of good comments on this. Once again, we're going to rip a box a little bit later, a personal box for our guy, Derek. Now, I do want to issue this before we move on to the next topic. If breaking is something you like to do, do it, right? A lot of people do breaks not for the cards they receive, but who actually is breaking the box, right? If there is a breaker who doesn't charge a lot and it's a good community and you know all the people in that community, that is a very different thing, right? Because that's what sports cards should be about. It should be about community and who you want to be around. I have made really good friends, lifelong friends like you, Brad Nolan, um, uh, Derek, as we just mentioned, and I made it through sports cards. So if that is something you like to do, Go right on ahead and do it. One thing I do not recommend, though, is if you do want to join a break, just joining a random break without actually reading feedback, without actually seeing who is involved in this uh, affair. So, you know, nothing against any breaker out there. I haven't done one in forever. I'm just mostly a singles guy. But if that's what you like to do, do it. But Overall, as far as your ROI, unless you just hit absolutely big, you aren't going to make good ROI on buying into breaks. Yeah, you need to hit that Eric Dickerson uh, game day aesthetics gold spotlight right there. And uh, that's going <clears> to <throat> that's going to be a very tough card to hit. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's going to be tough. Limited, baby. So we're going to talk. Anything and everything with the 2023 product that's out there and just the overall card market at the uh, present time. Andy, I'm going to keep saying this over and over. I am in love with 2022 Prism's 2012 throwback uh. variation. 
I I'm a card nerd. So for those that don't know, a lot of card companies like to do this on the 10 year or 20 year anniversary. They like to go back to a design from 10 years ago. So Prism, which was released in 2012 for the first time, guess what? It is 2022. So we're the 10 year anniversary of the first year Prism. So it's not a gazillion dollars, uh, these cards. I, I've been following some auctions really closely uh, to pot potentially get a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. As you can see, that silver right there was only a dollar. Uh, that Jamar Chase was only a dollar. I am looking to purchase all of them in uh, the LSU legendary cards. I got busy this weekend, and I missed out on that twenty-five one, and now I'm very mad at myself. But I am loving this insert. Well, I don't know exactly why. Maybe it is just a first-year prism look, but Andy, it's clean, baby. Yeah, yeah, super clean. It's, it's fire, as the kids say. And uh, I, I love it too, man. Look at that. The, the Justin Jefferson going twice cheap, as much baby. as the Lamar Jackson. Or <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I got Lamar Jackson on the brain. Uh, as the Jamar Chase here for $1.25. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah, you know, I was just one little nerd thing before we get into some other things. So, uh, yeah, I am looking to buy the silvers. I'm looking to potentially buy a gold, which would be a lot of money. But I'm just loving this insert. I really do. But, Andy, uh, we are one day closer to the NFL draft. Your overall thoughts on what you've seen over the past week when it comes to football cards? Uh, yeah, it's actually it's it's heating up. It's doing really well. If, if you talk to some of the guys in our Discord, like Chad or Biz, uh, they're posting up some of the shot screenshots of their spreadsheets from uh, from April and and March. And these guys are selling a ton of cards. These guys that are are, are doing this as a serious uh, side income stream, and they're moving a ton of cards and they're making nice profit. And, and you could see that across the board because. I mean, the more and more that I dig every week to try and find deals and present these guys up to uh, guys in the Patreon and everything and on the YouTube channel, I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough. We, uh, you know, Steve and I watched uh, uh, Justin Fields in the stream. It was a gold vinyl, um, a rookie emergent from Prism. And it was like a three something ended like at 1 a.m., got up to like almost $800. Uh, I mean, there's just, I mean, across the board, there's just a lot of uh, a lot of movement, especially on the new new stuff, like new stuff, uh, new product coming out for second year players, and the Bowman Chrome U Hobby Box Carter on blowout cards is still their best selling football card product right now. Best selling sealed football card product. Andy, I'm telling you, man, I I thought I was just pumping it up uh, last week. I don't own a lot of Bowman U. But there is a reason why I love this product, man. College uniform cards are here, baby. And I also think, Andy, it's a good bit of people loving that Tops is backed into the licensed football card market. Yeah, man. Fanatics, uh, Fanatics, Ray and Panini. Uh, Fanatics get, getting their way back into the market. It's a kind of a foreshadowing of things to come in the future. Uh, you know, as they get more and more licenses uh, from the NFL and the NFLPA, and they creep their way in, man. They've got a strangle stranglehold on memorabilia, uh, jerseys, etc. And it's only a matter of time in the coming years before they start, um, 
you know, they start making Topps Chrome, Topps Finest, Bowman Chrome for uh, NFL, you know, mainstream cards as well. Let's go, baby. College Uni cards. They're not ready for it, Andy. Let's go. So, um, obviously, before we get into Hobby Tip of the Week and before we get into a few questions, um, I do want to welcome in all our live stream viewers. Now, if you're watching this down the road, hey, guess what? We're here for you. But every Tuesday, 1.30 Central, we are here answering your football card questions and building the Football Card Quest community. We say hi to Fierce. We say hi to Josh Williams. He is here almost every week. Um, James, good to see him as well. So we love you guys. We really appreciate what you guys are doing, building Andy's brand and building the show into something that is truly special. So let me tell you what. For me personally, I'm getting super excited, Andy, because in a few weeks, April 22nd, um, I'm going to be doing a card show in Arklet, uh, the Arklet Tech Memorabilia Card Show uh, in Bossier City. Really excited about that. North Louisiana, it's a free show to get in, and Patrick Queen will be there signing. So um, I'm excited to get to be back out in person and see uh, hopefully a few people from here and a lot of people from my channel uh, are going to be there. So really excited about the future of football cards and how many people are starting to really get into it, especially the live card show experience. Now, I do want to bring this up, Andy, and I do think this is very critical when it comes to just football cards in general, right? We are seeing all this quarterback movement. We are seeing all this excitement surrounding where is Lamar Jackson going to go? Will Aaron Rodgers officially sign with the New York Jets already? Can we get this trade through? And most notably, Andy, the NFL draft coming up. What is going to happen with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud? We still don't have clarity over which one of these quarterbacks is going to be drafted first overall. Andy, I'm loving it. I'm loving all the speculation. I'm loving all the uh, theories being thrown out there. It is an exciting time for football card collectors and investors everywhere. Yeah, man. And, you know, even Tom Brady's uh, name is going to pop up in, in certain conversations about making a potential uh, comeback for 2020. I was thinking about this earlier before the stream. I don't know why it was random. Like, it sounds super random. But what if Tom Brady came back to play for the Lions? Oh, the Lions. The, the Lions of all pit, but they have such a good offensive line. And, like, all the, the experts are, uh, you know, projecting them to really focus on their defense and maybe even draft another wide receiver. And just, like, their weapons are insane. The offensive line is insane. They're building up the defense. I don't know, man. It's just, like... Uh, compete out of the NFC North. You know, he went to University of Michigan, so it's up there. And the, I don't know. It's oh. kind of like thinking, you know, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? That's spicy. So, Andy, while you get your phone on the thing to get ready for the rip card, uh, I, I'll answer a few of these questions here. Fear says, what about golf? Hey, if Tom Brady has an opportunity to jump back into the fold, you don't worry about Jared Goff's feelings. Hey, he dates a supermodel. Hey, Jared Goff has made millions <laughs> upon millions of dollars. Uh, he doesn't give a rip. He, his life is great. Well, he does care. He doesn't want to lose his starter's job. But, yeah, man, I would love to see it. And, look, the Lions, they moved Jeff Akuda for basically nothing. 
that look that it looks like they're going to go corner it's a, i think it's a really good corner draft at the very top i like witherspoon out of illinois gonzalez out of oregon i like both of them a lot um i i think the lions and the fighting bite your kneecap off detroit mother freaking lions i'm super excited about them and one guy, Andy, Jamison Williams. I have never seen somebody so hyped about a player than the fantasy community has been around Jamison Williams uh, going into this next year. So, yeah, man, I'm really pumped up to see the fighting Detroit Lions. Yeah, we're starting to get early ADP information from some of these uh, fantasy football professional championship leagues. Some leagues that Derek Richards in, uh, you know, including, you know, guys that are actively getting ready for their dynasty rookie drafts um, after, you know, after the NFL draft. And uh, right now, underdog fantasy, they're running, you know, never too early best ball drafts, you know, with with uh, the rookies from this class just without a landing spot. So, you know, all the quarterbacks like I'm looking at PFF projections today. And we could talk about some of these guys as box rip and some of these uh, landing spots. But I mean, there's six quarterbacks projected to be drafted in the first round six and i think like overall there was like nine quarterbacks that could potentially be drafted in the first three rounds uh and then you got a, a deep tight end class you got some really good running backs and uh, the wide receivers aren't as great as maybe the past couple of years maybe we've been spoiled for the past couple of years but they're there and uh i, th- I think it's 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 um it's super exciting uh and, and there's definitely going to be some uh, some of those trades, those trade up, trade downs, those uh, blockbuster trades, there's probably going to be a couple blockbuster trades that happen during the draft. We talked about some guys like Jerry Judy, the Aaron Rodgers trade, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, who they picked up Odell Beckham. So I know you're going to see Patrick Queen in a week or two. I'd love to hear what he thinks about, uh, about Odell. It seems like right. Lamar and Odell are already syncing up through their, the, the social medias. I know. And one thing, I go back to this all the time. The NFC is wide open. Uh, I I heard earlier today that they're already trying to lock down Jalen Hurts in Philly. Um, I'd be really excited to see what that money would actually look like uh, for a long-term deal. So I love it. Now, um, to tie this into actual football cards now, okay, I do find, and this could just be totally anecdotal. This could just be uh, that this rookie class isn't as exciting. I'm talking about the this past rookie class, uh, the picket class. But Andy, it, it doesn't seem as if people are on fire about contenders uh, for the design and just in general about this rookie class. So does the data actually back that up? Am I just being uh you know just crazy here as far as the rookie ticket autos for this this crop well yeah there is a lot more people saying that it's a really plain design yeah Uh, so it's kind of like 50 50. there are more people that um that aren't aren't a big fan they're they're gravitating more towards prism i i definitely think it's more going to be 60 percent prism 40 percent contenders rookie ticket autos um, it'll be interesting. I think typically the optic contenders has the same design just with the optic finish. Uh, you can see the cards are still performing well because they have a lot of on card autographs. That's the, that's the main delineation. 
that you see, especially from the premium guys like the Aiden Hutchinsons, the Sauce Gardners, you know, the Brees Halls, the Chris Olaves, Garrett Wilsons, what have you. Those first round uh, rookie talents from last year that did have a good rookie season have a lot of on-card autographs in, in the uh, contender sets. You can see they're doing quite well uh, still. Uh, but that prism design has has definitely become quite popular. I think it's going to be about 60-40 when dust settles. Yeah, and I've always been a rookie ticket auto guy. I mean, I'm okay. Like I've said, I'm I'm okay on this design overall. Um, so yeah, I mean, could Demond Clark, LSU legend, getting some love there. One thing that I will bring up, and I was looking at this uh, earlier, it could just be that I'm being just too hard on this, but the autos from the actual players aren't as exciting as they used to be. It's a bunch of scribble. Uh, I, I that might just be once again my, my eye saying that, but yeah, you know, I I think when Optic comes out, it's going to look a little bit better. But yeah, it's it's very interesting. So, uh, have you bought any contenders rookie ticket autos yet? I try. I tried to snipe a uh, a couple the other night. I tried to get on some uh, some Chris Olaves the other night. I've tried Drake London's at a good price right now, so I may actually end up getting in on Drake. But you're right, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. These guys are getting a lot of hype. Um, I may go for a little bit better value and try and get in on uh, some Drake London and some uh, Jahan Dotson. It's okay. just, and even Brees Hall, man, is expensive. And, and Sauce Gardner, I mean, I was blown away when I looked at his rookie ticket autos talking about defensive players. But uh, so I haven't got my hands on one yet, uh, but I am actively trying to snipe these every week. It's a good time as these are, are going to start. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, based on my prior experience, that the supply is going to start exceeding the demand for, especially for certain players that I believe are also being underdrafted in fantasy that have potential to go out and exceed expectations this year. And, and maybe they still get uh, a, a big upgrade. You never know. I mean, Falcons are drafting early. The commanders have options. So it's like, you never know. Uh, but at the same time, they do have developing second year quarterbacks that could surprise people. And uh, these guys are just really good young talents. So I'm trying to actively find some value in this set for sure. Yeah. I think if you do get a wax item and you do rip a rookie ticket auto, especially if it's numbered, I I would Andy ninety nine cent the thing right now. I would, and once again, list it at night. Make sure it ends at night. But do you agree with me? Would would there be any card that you think would be worth holding per se, or would you, if you were ripping this product right now, actually just ninety nine cent it and see what happens? Yeah, I guess it depends on the player. You know, uh, some of these quarterbacks that are very speculative, like right now, you look at Sam Howell's market. He's gotten a lot of hype um, over the past month or two since they released Carson Wentz. And it looks like he may be their starting quarterback heading into September. Well, if they draft a guy or they make a move during the draft, all of a sudden that goes out the window and his stock then drops back down. And so you have a combination of quarterback uh, speculation of him uh, being a top performer in September and then also – um, you know, the new product element of this being just released. So uh, if if though, if I could check all those boxes, then sure, I am going to go ahead and realize some really nice profit. Um, like I do the same thing with Desmond Ritter as well. So, 
you know, I, I, you know, it's, it, it kind of, I have to check some boxes, but if it was like a Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or sauce Gardner, one of these other guys or Brees Hall or something like this, I'm going to, I'm probably going to list it as a buy it now and list it for higher and, and like, let it ride basically, because they've got so many future, um, potential hype spikes in their, in their career. And I know that the, the good rookie ticket autos are going to hold value long-term, like the product's going to hold value long-term. So um, I have a lot more confidence in those, those players. Let's answer a few questions really quickly before we get into tip and plays of the week. Let's go to Tyreek major. Who is a sleeper wide receiver and a sleeper quarterback to buy right now? Ooh, Annie, that is a juicy question. We normally save that for play of the week. I probably should have saved this question for play of the week. Um, I'm trying to think of a – like when you think sleeper, who is a super deep cut sleeper? That's always kind of – tough is there anyone on the top of your brain right now andy yeah well for wide receiver i'm absolutely targeting guys on the colts so if you want a guy that's got um decent upside but you know obviously he's gonna come at a decent premium as well as michael Pittman jr but for a deep sleeper look at ashton doolin who really only has a rookie ticket auto that's all he's got uh he was undrafted out of 2019 so the guy's still only 26 he runs a 4-4 flat, and the guy just struggled with injuries last year. But if you go and look up his limited highlight reel with Carson Wentz the year before, and even some catches from uh, Matt Ryan at the beginning of, of last year, this guy's really freaking good, Carter. He's got potential to be uh, – he was actually a special teams all-pro member uh, back in 2020, so or maybe 2021. So the guy is really freaking good. So when he could play that good on special teams, they gave him an expanded role as a wide receiver – uh, and his role grew until he got injured uh, last year. So with a big quarterback upgrade, you know, they're probably going to draft a guy, whether it's Anthony Richardson or Will Levies, to kind of work alongside with Gardner Minshew. I even like Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. You know, he's going to YOLO and throw it deep to Ashton Doolin. And I like the potential for him to be a, a late-round sleeper that can uh, put up some some nice spike games. And he's and he's still really young, and he's only got that one card, rookie ticket auto, simple decision. You can buy those for like 5 10 bucks, and it just leaves you with a lot of upside. Yeah, so we got a few uh, popping up in the chat right now. Let's go to chats right here. Actually, let me give you my sleeper first, okay? Uh, or should I save it for play of the week? What, what, I'm going to let you make the choice, Andy. I think you should save it for play of the week. All right, we'll save it for the end. There is a wide receiver, I think, in his new offense. I think is going to put up some pretty good numbers next year, and I'm actually drafting him in some underdog fantasy drafts. Andy, you're an affiliate of underdog fantasy. I am as well. We have some underdog fantasy drafters in there. I highly recommend you sign up and use your promo code, Andy. Look, I'm showing you some love quest so when you sign up put in the promo code quest because i freaking love it uh let's go to chat here with sam howell um once again a rookie from this last year's class we've yet to really see him play uh andy your thoughts on sam howell with the washington commanders in the nfc east 
I tell you, man, I, he was very tantalizing to watch in the preseason last year. It got me excited. Um, the guy's got some nice rushing upside, so uh, I thought he was he was fearless. I thought he had good like pocket awareness. He also was able to scramble and extend plays. And the weapons in in Washington are exciting. You know, talking about Antonio Gibson in in the backfield you know an elite speed good receiving running back and then you got terry mclaurin and Jahan dotson and curtis samuel i mean your re receivers are all speed you know and hands and it's like man they've got some really good uh the really good weapons there on offense and I, I think there's there's definitely potential for him to go out and exceed the current expectations uh so he's he's definitely a guy to uh to consider there yeah, Antonio Gibson uh, there as well as a weapon. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on Gibson than most, but yeah, I think Sam Howell has the potential to be something great. Now, I'll tell you this, Andy, the film guys out there, you know, the coaches uh, that I speak to for my other channel, they're always very skeptical of quarterbacks who produce in a Phil Longo offense, uh, who's the who's was the offensive coordinator at UNC, um, because it does open things up, but Sam does give you some upside because he's very good at everything. Now he's not a burner per se uh, as a runner. He doesn't have the absolute most cannon arm, but he's pretty proficient in both of those things. I'm a little shocked though, Andy, with these prices right here for Sam. That's that's. I know these are numbered, super rare stuff, and it's brand new. But th this is this is high, man. Yeah, people are getting people are getting legitimately excited. I've seen his ADP creeping up and because of that dual threat ability, you know, kind of got a little bit of that Konami code, but just in the anticipation of him starting. That's why I say if you, if you're ripping a base rookie ticket auto right now, you can go ahead and sell that for over $200, you know, and if you look 215 in in an auction right there from DC Sports 87, one of the largest consignments. So I mean, there's a, a lot of uh, upside. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of competition. 28 bids on another base rookie ticket auto. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he he still has upside at $200, right? If we were to compare uh, Jalen Hurts rookie ticket autos, there's six, seven hundred. He's got a long ways to go. But, you know, the market doesn't um, exponentially grow as quick as it, as it used to back in 2020 and 2021. There's more cards. You know, people are more uh, mature. They're more knowledgeable. Uh, about the the prices that they get in at so and the cards that they get in at so it's you know i could see the potential there still for growth uh but definitely you know compare this to desmond ritter we compare this to desmond ritter right now you I, you're definitely going to see i think higher values on the how it also shows the power of not playing right uh that's part yeah. of the reason why trey lance's market is still so hot per se now it's not as hot as it once was but it's that what can he do type of aspect to sports cards. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would buy Sam Howell right now because this could be his peak. But, man, it is very interesting that people are so excited about a guy that wasn't a first-round pick and uh, it slid quite a bit in, in, in the draft in Sam Howell, but we'll see. Um, but, yes, new ownership with Washington. Very good point right there by Chad. Let's go to another uh, sleeper right here, Andy. Uh, Derek brings up Bailey Zappy or Bailey Zap, either one. Uh, shorter 
in stature, quarterback for the Patriots. Not really a starter, but he could be next year. Your thoughts on Bailey Zapp, who had a one-of-one Black Fine A Prism go for 8K recently? Well, as long as he's loyal to Bill Belichick and doesn't uh, seek outside consultants to try and improve the offense, <laughs> he may he may do pretty well. And, and, and like, I mean, I think you and I may have talked about this before, but Bailey Zappi's like very relatable. Like, I'm I'm six one. I'm I'm actually a little bit heavier than two fifteen, but like I could be Bailey Zappi. I could be Bailey Zappi, man. So it's like you know, he's he's like your your average Joe guy that just you know, has, has done really well for himself. You know, he's actually was a fourth round pick. So he's not even, you know, Mr. Irrelevant like Brock Purdy. And now he's on the Patriots of all teams, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of that Cinderella story in Bailey Zappi. And so I think there's a lot of people that want him to, and, and believe in him to be uh, a, a franchise quarterback. But I, I don't, I don't personally see him anything more than like uh a backup platoon slash maybe a bridge guy. Maybe, maybe the court, maybe the Patriots make a move because they have shopped Mac Jones. Uh, you know, at least that's what's been reported. So Rashid Shahid, according to boot ballers is a guy you should buy. I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. I like Shahid. Very interesting wide receiver room in New Orleans is Andy Pulls up some Bailey Zappi prices. I'll answer this from uh, boot ballers here. Yeah, so Michael Thomas is back. Chris Olave is back. So Shahid is probably third in that pecking order. He does have some over-the-top value. Also, don't forget, they do bring back Jawan Johnson. So Saints low-key have a little bit of a crowded receiving room, but Shahid looked good. I mean, Saints fans were begging uh, Shahid to get more targets. So... Yeah, you know, I like him as a talent. It is a crowded room, though. But Derek Carr, we've seen him feed the mouths of plenty of receivers before, so we will see. Look at this. 148.49. How much time is – oh, that that's what it sold for. Sold. So, yeah, and I was looking. The Desmond Ritter actually sold for 300, which is more wow. than the how, going for about 215 to 250. And the Zappy right now is 150. So I do think there will be a short-term, very short-term uh, flip window spike for Bailey Zappi if Mac Jones were to be traded because people would immediately just say, oh, it's Bailey. Just like, you know, uh, when when Tom Brady left, oh, it's Jared Stidham, you know. Uh, oh, it's going to be Bailey Zappi, you know. So there's that immediate, like right now, people are high on Jimmy Garoppolo because they think he's going to start for the Raiders, but we don't know if he's going to start for the Raiders. His contract doesn't necessarily scream that he's going to be their franchise quarterback. So, um, you know, things change. Things change. There's a lot of offseason left. But there is a small window where this card could easily spike uh, 2x or, or maybe a little bit more if uh, Mac Jones is traded. Mm. Could this be the last year of Belichick in New England? Ooh. I think the pressure I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. I think Bill Belichick is on I'm never gonna call Belichick on the hot seat, but I do think the seat is a little warm. Hector says he's high on Garoppolo's future backup. <laughs> I want I want your thoughts on that though, Andy. Do you, do you think- that's a ve- that's a very spicy take, man. I I don't know the terms of his current uh, contract with the Patriots, but I could see it, man, because it's like 
that whole, you know, when things start to get stale and, and, and maybe he doesn't actually get fired, but it's like, you know, they kind of force him to retire. Maybe. And I don't know if Belichick's one of those guys, he's got his son implanted on the coaching staff now, you know, so I don't know if either going to, he would actually force them to fire him or if he would actually, you know, gracefully retire and, and then maybe take a year off uh, and, and like Sean Payton did and find a new gig somewhere. Um, you know, that's, that's very interesting. Robert Kraft is a young soul, right? You see him hanging out with Michael Rubin, right? Who everybody loves in the hobby now. And I, I do too. I hope Rubin does great things, but he's around Rubin a lot. He's around hip hop stars quite a bit. And look, Belichick has more power than any NFL head coach. And the Patriots are the, that exact word you just used, stale, right? And I think Kraft would like to see, you know, if he is a younger guy, even though he is older, he is a younger soul. I think Kraft would like to see an infusion of a new voice and the Gerard Mayo era or whoever the next guy would be there in New England. So, yeah, you know, my, and I bring that up because is Bill Belichick, if he feels that way, would he want to give the keys of the offense to Bailey Zappi? They might have no choice if Mac plays um, like he did last year. Um, so there you go, Derek. So, yeah, if they get waxed by Mike McDaniels and the Miami Dolphins this year, uh, <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I, I could see it. And and let's be honest. Okay, Tom and Belichick were dominant for a long period of time, but the AFC East wasn't as strong as it was this next year, right? With Aaron Rodgers coming into the division and Robert Sala being a very talented coach. Obviously, Josh Allen and the Bills are there. And then, of course, uh, that Mike McDaniel guy is a pretty good coach. I like him a lot. Dolphins might have the best top-to-bottom offense in the NFL um, outside of the quarterback position. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be very interesting uh, to, to see what happens there. So, yeah, Bailey's happy. It's very fascinating. Um, Travis makes an interesting remark here. Jared Stidham will be the starting QB at some point this season. Andy, your thoughts on the former Baylor and Auburn starting quarterback? Man, I, I was really impressed how he how he hung in there. Some of those passes he made to Devontae Adams uh, down the stretch last season, I was really impressed. I saw the spike, the corresponding spike. It wasn't much, you know. He's got uh, quite a bit of product uh, from 2019, and there's a lot of people that paid some pretty serious money back in 2020 when Brady left on Jared Stidham cards. So the market is kind of interesting for Stidham in, in that fact. Um, you have people that will come out of the woodworks with these nice Jared Stidham cards in their collection they've held from 2020, but the chances are they paid a lot for them back then. So they're going to try and get their money now. And, uh, so it, it makes a little bit of an interesting market. So it's like his more base stuff. It, it moves a little bit, but not a, a ton and it's still pretty cheap. Uh, but I could, I could definitely see that, man. I thought he stood in there really well, uh, for Derek Carr this past season, uh, whenever he got benched and everything and uh, made some really good passes to Devonte Adams. I was really impressed about. And you always make a good point, Andy, about the 2019 rookie draft class and the football cards in that class. So uh, if you are new, it is very important to note that print runs year to year are not the same. And Andy, 
I, I want you to share what you've shared before on here about the 2019 printing process. The, uh, the, the print run is considerably lower than 2020 and beyond. Yeah, considerably lower. When we look at, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, the 1.1 pick from 2019, and his total number of rookie cards was, and, and you can look this up on tradingcarddatabase.com or tcdb.com, so don't uh, don't quote me because I don't remember the exact number, but it was somewhere in the, uh, the 3,000s, and, or maybe even lower. Like, I'm, I'm just going to actually look it up because I could do it really quick here on a quick search on their website. And yeah. then you go and look at 2020 and look at Joe Burrow because Panini does print based on the uh, draft capital that was spent on the player. Um, and so you got to filter this. Go go 2019 here on TCD. 2,900 different rookie cards for Kyler Murray in 2019. And then go to Joe Burrow and it's some, somewhere around 4,500. So Great. you have and, – and that's different cards. So – you know, each set increased their variety of players by, you know, a dozen. Like we looked at the amount of parallels in Prism from 2019 and the amount of parallels from Optic from 2019, and they increased by like 15 to 30 in each of those sets. So it wasn't like they just one set increased, uh, you know, uh, the print run of, of a player by uh, whatever. So 4,400 for Joe Burrow, 2,900 for Kyler Murray. That's a, that's a different of 1500 different rookie cards 1500 different rookie cards between the from that one year and so that's probably like you know 30 to 40 new different variations of rookie card in each set each with their own print run so that's a lot of additional variety so that's why you know there is such a difference in the the base card values the base prism optics uh and then the the rare ones the autograph ones the serial number cards and stuff like that let's freaking go broncos huh 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 uh but yes did them last year uh looked really good versus san francisco really good defense and yes, that game was at home, but the 49er fans outnumbered the Vegas fans uh, for that week, which was in freaking insane. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to pour my money into Jared Stidham, but if you are looking for something speculative to play, go right on ahead and get you some Stidham cards. Um, yeah, Travis br brings up that's insane. Yeah, it it is. And look, I'm just going to point this out. That jump from 2019 to 2020, football cards weren't the same from 2020 to where it is now. Um, so that's part of another reason why I like Jared Stidham um, a little bit, right? But uh, but there you go. Now, we are ripping a box here in just a second. So we are going to get into hobby tip of the week and hobby play of the week really quickly. Before we actually do hobby tip of the week, we highly recommend you go to patreon.com slash football cards. A link will be down in the description below and you could join our Patreon community. I just learned uh, some pretty cool facts about some of our patrons, including their connections to some current players on the LSU team. So that's really cool. So I like to get to know each and every one of you. Patreon.com slash football cards is the place to go. All right, Andy, your hobby tip of the week is? Well, real quick, notice that the print runs from 2020 to 2021 went up another astronomical jump. 
Um, any 2021 product has definitely got to be the peak. I don't see it have grown nearly as much from 2021 to 2022 that it has from 2020 to 2021. Trevor, William Trevor Lawrence has 6,532 different rookie cards, each with their own print run from 2021. That's an additional 2,100 over Joe Burrow. Over Kyler Murray? What are we looking at now? Almost 4,000 more than Kyler Murray? I mean, it's 3,400 more than Kyler Murray or 3,600 more? That's insane, man. It is, and it is. So, you know, for me, I I don't think print run is a be-all, end-all because overall, uh, everything is moving to super rare stuff. Things number to 10, things number to 25, one-of-ones, all that good stuff. But... I do bring that up because it is the, the astronomical change uh, from year to year is absolutely crazy. So I, I'll start hobby tip of the week. Why not? I am um, starting to see, just in general, that it is more. It, it's not more important per se, but people are becoming more cognizant of who they buy from, right? So I think this is huge. Sometimes who you buy from is everything, right? Like if I hear that you're a trustworthy person or you support Andy or so on and so on, I am more than willing to give you my money because I know you or I feel like I know you. I think your reputation is everything, right? If I see just shadiness involved at all, I am just not willing to do a deal off eBay. I'm not willing to do um you know friends and family or anything like that and i don't recommend doing friends and family especially for any high dollar card so don't as you start your football card selling journey treat people with respect ship cards safely and securely all that good stuff i think who you buy from is more important uh now than ever because there is so much scamming that goes on so once again your reputation is everything so look if i am deciding between buying a thousand dollar card between someone i don't know or someone like hector or derek or whatever i'm more than willing going to do it to someone that i feel like i know someone that i could get extra references someone that has a good reputation so um i just think who you buy from is important as well as the card that you're actually buying yeah great hobby tip uh, mine is I, I i see a um a question here from Fierce Cards a couple days in, in our Discord server, and he wants to know what liquid means. And, and there's a lot of jargon in our, our hobby, different words that people, maybe PWE, plain white envelope, or uh, BM, BMWT, bubble mailer with tracking, or the term liquid, right? The liquid basically is a card that we know you can be uh, bought and sold frequently. It's easy to get in and out of. Uh, for example, the optic rated rookie for Josh Allen is a very liquid card. You know, it's a card that is highly recognizable. It's a card that has a ton of transactions. So it's it's not only desirable from other collectors and investors, but it has a lot of transactions. So you can get a really good gauge on what the card should be valued at. Like um, the really rare cards are harder to get a gauge on what they should be valued at because, you, you know, some of the transactions you find on eBay, um, to your point, Carter, may not be completely ethical. They could have been shill bid. They could have been um, propped up just for the comp. 
Um, so you have to do a little bit of additional digging and research to, to find a good gauge, like, you know, look at the rest of the draft class, look at other players in the similar card, um, years around that card, the same card to find a approximate value. But if you have something that's highly liquid, uh, it's typically going to be like that Prism PSA 10, that Optic PSA 10, and, and, and Raw, even Rookie Ticket Autos are very liquid cards that are easily bought and sold that have a pretty good amount of transactional data for you to get a good idea of what it should be valued at. Let's go to Joel really quickly before play of the week. I think this question is very interesting. What kind of a premium would you put on a serial numbered one of whatever the first print, if any, is there a premium Andy to you? on one out of 10 or one out of 25 or one out of 99. I, I think so. Um, especially, especially the Jersey number, you know? And so I guess if that match like Jamar chase, then you have like a double combo, but I know I've talked to a few collectors that do place a premium on bookings and the first one in the serial and the serial number. So one out of 99 or 99 out of 99 is more valuable to them they'd actually spend a little bit money on that card than the 47 out of 99 or the 16 out of 99. Um, unless the 16 out of 99 was Jersey number match, then that's where it supersedes the bookend or the starting one, the serial, the Jersey number match um, supersedes all of those. And then some people you'll meet have their favorite number. So it's like any of the, any serial number card they target, if their favorite number is 13, they want to get 13 they'll always pay more money for that 13 uh, just because it's kind of like uh, their favorite number, you know, the lucky number or something. Yeah. I, th I think there's a little premium on the one out of 25 or the 25 out of 25, just because cards are all about aesthetics and we love the aesthetics of cards, but you are right. I love Jersey number match. I do. I really, really do because number one, Andy, I love just Jersey numbers, period. Uh, Derek knows this because he watches Power Hour LSU quite a bit. I'm a snob for Jersey numbers. I believe if you're not a playmaker, don't wear a single-digit number, man. That aesthetic is so freaking key. So I love the Jersey number match. I really, really do. As far as like 1 or 25 out of 25, I do think – that adds a little aesthetic as well. So, uh, you know, it does get a little tricky when players change jersey numbers. That always bothers me in a major way. But still, um, yeah, I do agree that jersey number match is absolutely critical. And, Andy, if you get a jersey number single-digit match in a gold out of 10, you are really, really cooking. Uh, one of my favorite uh, card YouTubers, uh, his name's Roth. Uh, he did a uh, he sold a Daniel Jones gold number to 10 and he didn't know it was jersey numbered. So the guy bought it and, you know, he would have put a little bit more of a premium on <laughs> that card. Uh, but Hector makes a good, a good point here. He is a color match over jersey number match kind of person. I would guess it would depend on the, the color. Is it just a, a colored card or is it? A card that is numbered I, I guess it just depends there but yeah i mean andy some people are just about the card aesthetic in and of itself and 
a jersey number, especially if the jersey number is printed on the back. Um, I guess color match. Uh, j- it, it obviously just depends. I I am I am very much a color match over jersey number person, but like oh. I even if it was a jersey number match, but it was like a green prism card uh, for you know Chris Godwin or Mike Evans or something like that. I just man, I'm not going to pay nearly as much for it because it's just so. It clashes so much to me, it'll drive me crazy. I can't stand to see, like, uh, clashing colors between the team that the player's on and the, the color match of the card. I, I don't, I'm i not a big fan of those clashing uh, cards uh, for whatever reason. Uh, drive, it kind of, like, twitches, twitch in my brain. So um, <laughs> I would rather have a color match in that scenario. Now, if it's anything, like, from silver to remotely color match or something just not clashing that I think goes well together – then uh then i'm i'm yeah definitely gonna want to get that jersey number match all right andy let's go ahead and start ripping this box baby let's go let's show Derek some love today um i'm gonna give you my play of the week while you're actually ripping this and i actually truly do believe in it because the prices for this guy when i checked this morning andy was absolutely insane now i know it's every year that like if you're a super super fantasy nerd to hear that this guy is a steal when it comes to making a play for a card. But my play of the week is Paris Campbell of the New York Giants. I just looked, Andy, his rookie ticket autos right now are going for $3 a pop. $3 a pop. Sealed rookie ticket autos. Once again, this is just going to tie in all together from things that we've talked about this year. 2019 cards are more rare than 2020 and obviously year by year, right? So, Paris Campbell is only 25 years of age. I know he's had a ton of injury problems, and one of those includes a very severe you know, ACL that he tore. And I know he was in college for a long time, so he wasn't an early declare. But Paris Campbell goes to, to me, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL in Brian Dable. Now, Andy, if you were to judge the wide receiver rooms in the NFC, I don't think anybody would think the New York Giants would have a super deep wide receiver room. I don't think anybody is thinking Isaiah Hodgins is a shoe-in to be the guy there or um, – uh, Darius Slayton is going to be the guy. That was a weak wide receiver room. This could be a situation where Paris Campbell, I think, had two games last year where he had over 10 targets. And he will be wearing the number zero next year for the New York Giants. So a new year, a new jersey number with an offensive genius, I think, with what the Giants return next year, Paris Campbell. I just think the prices are so cheap right now. I get a rookie ticket auto for three bucks. Are you freaking kidding me? Paris Campbell, stock up now. Get him on the low because all it takes is one big week in the concrete jungle where dreams are made of in New York. Let's freaking go. So, Andy, your thoughts on my PC play of the week? Quite literally, PC play. Yeah. 
I, you know, I like it. Uh, Daniel Jones was top five in every single rushing category last season. He was also top 10 in multiple passing categories and, and, and they're just, they're like, they're just getting going there. That was Brian Dable's first year. I mean, they're just starting to grease the groove and that wide receiver room is devoid of talent, you know, and Paris Campbell is sub four, four guy who started to pick up some hype last season and the Colts offense could just never get out of first gear. I, I, I really like the play, man. It's just cheap. I really like the play. It it's just, su- it's so- super cheap. It's got upside, massive market. And and another, like his rookie product from 2019 has a pretty decent color match from the Colts to the Giants. I mean, there's a lot of blue in there, you know? Let's so go. Let's I think go. he'll go underdrafted potentially. And if the Giants don't add some serious talent here in the draft – uh, I like I like that play as well. All right, let's start ripping, baby. This okay. Is all, so all the packs go to Derek, each and every one. I'm so excited because Derek is one of my best buddies. I talk to him every single day, basically. So let's go. Let's get some gold in here. Yeah, dude, that would be so sick. All right. Sierra Hutchin, Spencer Spence. Sanders, Ole Miss quarterback. Let's go. Great tomb, Kevin Kenny McIntosh. Pack two. I'm still really liking the uh the quality of these these Bowman Chrome cards. And I mean, it is like the hobby box is so reasonably priced now at like $130. Tyson. I King Dent. I have pulled more Jordan Battle out of this product than I would like to admit. <laughs> Simpson, okay. Simpson. Nice refractor. Yeah. Former LSU commit. Oh, yeah, there was uh, um, Bowtie Tim in our Discord was wanting your take on, uh, I think it was, was Jaden Daniels? Yes, so his, his son was teammates with Jaden Daniels in high school. I really wish Jaden was in this product. I really, really, really do. Oh, man, he's not in here? No, I wish. I, w- I would be buying him up. So uh, I will bring this up. Um, one of the players, uh, L- LSU players' mothers, um, I'm sending her some of her son's cards uh, in this product. So Mason Smith, I am a big Mason Smith fan for LSU as a defensive tackle. So, uh, yeah, I'm super freaking excited uh, just about Bowman first in general. Um, so Derek says he's looking for the Caleb Williams flip. Um, I know he's a big Nick Singleton fan from Penn State running back got a great athletic great bit of athleticism who derek but well, not derek <laughs> huh? Huh? i would get i would guess derek runs a 5 8 40 yard dash <laughs> but uh but nicholas singleton can play check him out penn state should be pretty good this year so we got a pat garwo here 211 out of 299 from boston mm-hmm. college running back not exactly AJ Dillon, huh? No, I didn't know Perry was a was a Penn Stater. Oh yeah, Andrew Perry from Perry Collectibles, big Penn Stater. Let's go, Ojolari. 
he could sneak into the first round. I'm hoping he does because my guy Kayshawn Booty is sliding. He is sliding out. Sliding out, man. Um, yeah, I think mm, there's just so many Bama players in this product. Now, I think that guy right there, Andy Jordan Travis, quarterback to watch for in this next draft class. Doesn't have an elite arm, and he's not an elite runner, but he's got some really good traits in both of those aspects, can throw with some anticipation. Doesn't have the absolute best wide receivers in the world, but I, I think Florida State's got some juice going into next year. And if they do beat LSU week one and they do have a Heisen run, I think his cards in here could get a little spicy. Hmm. Interesting. Brennan Armstrong. There we go. Let's go. Good stuff, Derek. Got a Caleb Williams silver, man. Let's go. Not what we were quite looking for, but it's still good. Dan got the retro look. I like oh, it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's a fairly common insert, but at least you got the short print version of it with the refractor. Right. Ugh. That'll look cool on the wall, you know, yeah. look cool on Derek's display. Keely Ringo there at the end. Uh come on now. We gotta get I think you're supposed to get at least one autograph in here. Well, come on, Bowman. You, we've, we've been talking about you quite a bit. Eli Ricks, don't get me started on. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Got I like it. Club, Nick. Let's go. Purple Shimmer. I'm guessing this is serial numbered. No, no serial number on this. I'm surprised. But at least we got a color match, though, baby. Yeah, the color um, match on the color yeah, match sure. on this is nasty, and the purple jersey too. I like yeah, it. The purple jersey with the first, yeah, that's that's a nice little card. Nice, bro. Zach Evans, lots of. I think Zach Evans is one of the most explosive names in the dynasty community. There's so really? many people just out on him. Uh, former five star. Nico, okay. Denzel Burke. Treshawn Holden now with the Oregon Ducks, and another Spencer Sanders now with the Ole Miss. Mm. And he's in next year's draft class, right? Yeah, and he might not even start at Ole Miss. So it's very weird. Uh, he transfers from Oklahoma State. He's playing his final year at Ole Miss. He might not even win the starter's job. I think we uh, got a hit right here, Carter. Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's go. Behind the Jaden Wally. Oh, Jalari Silver. Jalari <laughs> uh, Silver. Refractor. No, I, like, I like it, but. Mm. Jabari Small, Isaiah Nair. Okay. That pack felt a little heavier, but so does this pack now that I'm picking it up. There's a lot of packs in here, so we still have, you know, uh, nine packs to go. Oh, right off the okay. top here, man. The Bryce Young Invicta. 
I'll take the it. Chunky cardstock, another, I guess, fairly common insert. What I don't like about this, we got no first here, you know. We got yeah. no first, no serial number, but this is a a chunky uh, refractor here, insert. Mm. And the Cade McNamara and the Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson. DTR. I think depending on landing spot, his cards can get a little hot. Uh, let's see. I think DTR. I think DTR. Mm, wherever he would go, they would need to tailor the offense to his strengths. But I think he could play. Think he could play? Yeah, I, th I think DTR's got some juice. I do. Lots of experience. Put these, yeah, kind of right here. Trying to put the put the hits out a little bit. There we go. All right, JJ, JJ McCarthy. Ooh, oh, let's go, let's go. A QB first auto tie. Let's go. Alabama QB. Yeah. So, so he's he's got to have some draft capital. Was he in next year's class? Well, he hadn't played yet. Oh, he hasn't uh, even played yet. Man, he, well, come on. Bryce has been the guy, Andy. Yeah, I know Bryce has been the guy, but is this guy the guy next year, you think? Well, he's got to beat out Jalen Milrow, who was the backup last year. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be tough for him to beat out Milrow, who is an elite runner. I think Milrow is uh, uh an amazing like Jalen Hurts type of runner, but his accuracy isn't the absolute best. Ty does have the Konami code. He does have some dual thread capability. And I know Derek loves him some Ty Simpson. Um, out of Tennessee, I had a really good grade on him. He was uh, a top five QB uh, in this last crop uh, for me. So he's going into year two now, and he might beat out Milrow. There he is. There he is, baby. Let's go, Mason. He was in the same pack as a, Ma a Mason Smith and a Stetson Bennett first. There we go. SEC, baby. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Derek getting – I know Derek loves him some Ty Simpson. That's good. Yeah, this box is already leaps and bounds better than the than that other one. Whoa, <laughs> from two weeks ago. Yeah. If y'all want to see what bricks look like, instead of watching Russell Westbrook highlights, just watch that box that we opened a few weeks ago. <laughs> It was it was just full of just paperweights. John Emery, Xavier Worthy. There's an AR card. AR base first. Base. Nice. Okay. Nice. Nice. Sold mine for five bucks recently. Yeah, man. Derek's sending me that Mason. Derek sent me that Mason Smith. I like it. I'm a big Mason Smith guy. Trevor Etienne. You recognize that last name, Andy? I recognize that last name, man. He's on a lot of my dynasty teams. Oh, really? Travis, his brother Travis. Let's go. Trevor, Trevor's got some juice. Mayor. Man, he's a, probably a first round tight end, isn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know if I like him or Kincaid better coming out. But yeah, Michael Mayer. Like that. Henry Toa Toa and Walker, who's also at Ole Miss. So there's 
three Ole Miss quarterbacks in this class, uh, in this product. Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard, and Jackson Dart. It's pretty crazy. And oh, oh we got a Bryce in the okay. And I accidentally, I accidentally revealed the, the back card on this. This might okay. turn out to be a pretty decent box. Oh, oh, it might oh, oh oh we might be cooking. Is okay, and Izzy Silver, okay. Cam Rising. Rising. Bryce Bryce. Bryce. Put that put that Izzy Silver with the other ones, Andy. Yeah. Uh, he is moving up draft boards after a crazy pro day. Yeah, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the most hyped wide receiver prospect. Maybe, maybe ever going into next year's draft class. Tony Grimes, okay. Where where does Marvin Harrison Jr. go to school? Uh, he is at Arizona State. No, I'm kidding. Ohio State. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's Zach Evans. There's Will Anderson, okay. Tyler Van Dyke. Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think he's special. I do. I really, really, really do. Um, he will be the number three selection in next year's draft on Drake May and Caleb Williams. Wow, that's insane, man. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's got it in his blood. It's in his DNA. I know. Let's see. Another Cade. Okay. Isaac Rex. Dang, a lot of Ole Miss quarterbacks in this product. Like I told you, man. So I got five packs left. Five packs, let's get it. Hector's a Will Anderson fan. Ah. Noah. Noah. There's CJ. CJ. So you think the Panthers are going to go with Bryce Young, huh? Or you think they're going to get CJ? I am. Even though I I think the betting market still have CJ as the number one guy, I just think they should pick Bryce. I think Bryce is the best quarterback in this draft and will be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, So there he is. There's KB. Looks pretty shifty in that photo. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Bryce Young will be the best quarterback in this draft class. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Trenton Simpson, numbered, okay. 53 out of 99. Yeah. Jaleel Billingsley and Relique Brown. Okay. Oh, Derek is an A-rich guy. Ooh. I mean, he's got the raw tools, the raw physical attributes. If you're if you're betting on athleticism, go right on ahead. JSN. I believe the JSN hype. I do. I do. 
Interesting. Will Rogers. All right, CJ Silver. Okay, the Invictus. Nice. Okay. And Hooker first. Okay. And a Caleb Williams first. All right, we'll take it. Nice. That was a pretty loaded pack right there, man. Was there only three cards in that one? Yeah, it was just three cards in that one because of that fat uh, in Invicta. I'll take it. Ugh. Okay. Don't want Vandy Commodores. No autograph. Okay. A Georgia linebacker. I don't know. Georgia's had insane defense the past couple of years. He has actually moved up on mock boards. Uh, I think he's firmly in the first round now. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't love him as much as most. I think he's kind of a Caleb on chase on type of player for LSU, just a really good college edge setting outside linebacker. Got hurt this past year. Um, but yeah, still a good pull, man. Good. Auto. Yes. No, serial number two on this one out of four ninety nine. It's too bad that, um, that Ty Simpson wasn't serial numbered. Cameron Ward and Aiden O'Connell there. Okay. Two autos per box. Two autos per box. So we got two packs left. Let's see what we can finish off with. Another mayor. Okay. Anthony transferred. Last pack. Last one. Let's make it spicy. Stogner. Okay. Another Klub. Another Klub. Bo Nix. And Zach Calzada. Very interesting. Not bad, man. Okay. Let's go, let's go through the hits. Go through the hits. So, I mean, I think you got um, a pretty decent amount of hits. There was actually one more serial number card earlier that I didn't put in this pile. We got the Nolan Smith auto here out of 499. Uh, there's a Hennon Hooker first. There's a Caleb Williams first. Uh, there's a CGA Stroud and Victor Refractor. There's the Green Shimmer, Trenton Simpson first. And that is. Numbered out of 99. There's the Israel Abikanda. Is that how you say that? Abikanda? Uh, yeah. Izzy? Izzy. Izzy. There's a, Mike, there's a Michael Mayer in the retro. It's an AR first. There's a Ty Simpson. That was our biggest hit of this box. Ty Simpson auto. Non-serial numbered. But... Five-star recruit, right? Right, Carter? Yeah, Future yeah. potential starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Bryce Young and Victor Refractor. You got the B.J. Adjulari Refractor first. 
Got a Cade Klubnik Purple Shimmer, non-serial numbered. Got a Caleb Williams Retro Refractor. And I don't know why I put this one there. Brendan Armstrong, first wow. base card from uh, Virginia. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. There was one more, and then, of course, you got a, quite a few refractors in here. There was one more all the way down here. Yeah, it was there it is. The first one was a uh, Pat Garwo. Looks like a teal refractor there at a 299. So we'll put that Pat Garwo to the side as well. Mm. Yeah, solid. There you go. Uh, let's go to Joel's question here, Andy. Do you think, unlike previous college product that Bowman U holds value baseball first in the hobby. Uh, I would like to think so uh, because of the college licenses and it being tops and all of that. But, you know, Derek says, no, I think if it was a Bowman first with the pro uni, it would hold value. I try to sell any college guys when they get drafted. Mm, that makes sense. That's what I would do too. I mean, the super rare stuff still does pretty well long term, but it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like what happens to base mosaic after, uh, you know, after a couple months of it being out, you know, and, and this doesn't even have, um, you know, professional uniforms. So, right. And, and rookie, the rookie card logo is definitely more powerful. The rookie card logo combined with professional uniforms is still more powerful because you got to think Panini's going to come out with their, uh, their draft pick sets. That's going to have rated rookies in, in pro design, but college uniform. Right. And they have a license to put team names and team logos on there for college. So that'll be a pretty popular release. And that'll be this summer after the draft, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Derek, what did you think of your box, man? Did you think it was uh, a successful run? I think it is especially successful considering the other box was so bad. If you want to see the worst box of any product ever ripped on a channel, go see the other one that was full of bricks. Uh, this one I thought was fine. Like, it wasn't spectacular, but I thought it was fine. I do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think it was successful. I really do. Um, we said to Jason, who's really pushing us on Facebook. I really appreciate that, Jason. And yeah, you know, once again, college union cards, there is a market for it. There are some people like me that do like the college union cards, but still pro uniform cards are always going to hold that extra weight. So there you go. Andy, any more thoughts before we uh, say bye to everyone until next week? Uh, yeah, no, man, that's uh, final, final thoughts, man. I'm my god, dear, getting, getting pumped up for the draft, man, getting pumped up for the draft, trying to find some opportunities that I can to uh, to flip at the draft. And and, and then, if you, if you don't feel super confident about being able to flip it at the draft, then uh, look for stuff that's going to have a little bit better, you know, September uh, time frame and beyond. Uh, that's going to be the next window, you know. There we go. Patreon.com slash football cards. 
uh, is where you could sign up and chat with Andy or me or Derek or uh, Chad Dyer. Everybody's in there. Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can go. Andy, successful episode today, my friend. You are absolutely murdering it today. I really appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate each and every one of you that have been here for every Tuesday live stream. And until then, peace. Peace. See you guys. Thank you.